on a Saturday, November 25th, 2023. Little nippy this Saturday, but a beautiful Saturday here in Fort Wayne because we get to celebrate another state championship. Congratulations, Snyder High School on their third Indiana High School football state championship. We are going to talk about that. Also, congratulations, Adam Central. I know it's heartbreak losing three years in a row in the state finals, but what a fantastic season for a fantastic program. So we're going to talk with them here. We're going to talk about that just coming up. As you can tell, this is not Jim Shovlin. This is producer co-host Brandon Podgorski flying solo today, trying not to crash the plane. Jim is getting some well-deserved time off in Florida with family. So, Jim, I know you're listening. Good morning and, and hopefully working on that tan. But we want to talk about football for this first segment. And I don't know anybody better to talk about high school football here in Northeast Indiana than with the man himself, Justin Kinney, who was on the broadcast. And so let's go to the Talk and Sports phone line powered by Fire Police City County Federal Credit Union. Justin, good morning. Good morning, Brandon. How are you, buddy? Hey, I'm I'm doing great. A little weird to be in the studio by myself, but uh, <laughs> trying trying to hold it down. And you know, I might be in a great mood, but I've got to imagine the fans of Snyder High School are doing pretty dang good this morning. Yeah, I'm sure it uh, it was a a long night for them, a long overnight, but a celebratory night after a very impressive win last night over Decatur Central. Well, Uriah Buchanan, 235 yards. I mean, he may still be running this morning, two touchdowns. I thought it was fascinating looking at the game recap. He was one yard short of the record for most yards in a high school football championship, one short of Von Dunbar, Snyder grad. And, and of course, I remember Von Dunbar down at IU. Yeah, it was a, a magical night for, for Uriah Buchanan. And for the most part, Brandon, he was bottled up for the majority of that game, but it, 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 it's it's an opportunistic Snyder team, and Decatur Central did everything right for about 90% of the time, even 95% of the time, but they let Uriah Buchanan break loose in the first half with an 80-yard touchdown run and then a 95-yard touchdown run. People will look at the final score and say, well, man, Snyder ran away with this, but they trailed 3 nothing at the end of the first quarter. It was only 7-6 to Snyder. At the end of the uh, first half, it was even just 13-6 at the end of the third quarter. But Snyder put it away with three big touchdowns in the fourth, and the Panthers are celebrating their first state championship since 2015 this morning. Well, like you said, it really was a slugfest that first half. And, and boy, the defense stepped up big for Snyder last night, did it not? Oh, it did, Brandon, and it's it's been stepping up all year, make no mistake, but it was a Decatur Central team that thrived on the running game, over 250 yards average on the ground. They were held to uh, just 99 yards on the ground and and did a great job against Napo Dodo and held him uh, in check, Casey Berry as well, but it was really being able to establish the defensive front and commanding that line of scrimmage. They were able to put pressure on Bill Poston in, in, uh, at the quarterback position. But it just it, it was a dogfight literally between the first three quarters, and then Snyder just instilled its will in the fourth quarter and put this game away. But Decatur Central made Snyder work for it, but Snyder has been so good all year taking advantage of opportunities when they're presented to them, and they did that again last night. How much do you think playing in the – 
in the Summit Athletic Conference has helped Snyder because they've had a number of close games. Of course, they had one loss on the season that was, again, another kind of dogfight. Um, do you think that's helped them out through this tournament? Because it really is a battle of attrition once you get to the section. It's definitely an advantage, that's for sure. I mean, when you're playing teams like Carroll and Homestead and, and DeWanger this year, it really helps. And then make no mistake, I mean, don't overlook the fact of playing two road games in weeks one and two, going to Warren Central and winning, going to East Noble and winning. Those are tone setters for Snyder. And that really put them and said, okay, this is a team that can achieve a lot of things this year after going 2-0 and out of the gate. So uh, they, they had a blemish against Homestead um, in week six. I believe it was week six. Mm-hmm. And that was really their only blemish and maybe in a roundabout way helped them refocus because they were able to pull out a game late against Mishawaka to win the regional, dominated Maryville last week in the semi-state, and then uh, really put its foot down in the fourth quarter in particular last night to pull away from Decatur Central. Yeah, to your point, I think a lot of people kind of took notice early in the season. I think what was that week one where they beat Warren Central and said, you know, this Snyder team could be pretty special. And, you know, speaking of special, linebacker Jake Tipman wins the uh, Phil Eskew Mental Attitude Award. Dad's a coach. I got to imagine last night was pretty special for the Tipman family. It was, Brandon. I mean, you look at Jake Tippin, and he's a he's a guy that's uh, that's not a regular in the rotation, but had a bigger role once um, they had some injuries there with Lucas Overholzer going out for the season with an injury, and it was just kind of cool to see Jake get that recognition, and and Kurt was smiling ear to ear, and his wife too was down on the field, and it was just a pretty good capper to a great night for the Tippin family. But you know, you you mentioned that linebacker core, and Lucas Rohrbacher was just huge last night, thirteen tackles. He was able to finish it off with an interception that uh, just felt right with how he dominated that game. Landon Fry was good as well. And uh, that linebacker core has been so good all season long, all three levels, to, to, to be honest. And, and Adam Blakey and Will Kelso were, were solid. Brandon Logan, as always, Jamarion colleague Bodie in coverage. It was just a, a dominant defense all year long. And last night, was really the capper because even when this game was close, Decatur Central just could not punch it into the end zone, and Snyder was able to eventually, in that fourth quarter, pull away. Now we get to look forward to next year, and with the success factor, will Snyder move up to 6A? Yeah, they're headed to 6A, and uh, and once the celebrations end for Coach Kurt Tippman, he'll I'm sure he'll be grumbling about the <laughs> the move up to Class 6A because he's not a fan. But um, yeah, it's kind of the uh, it's what you get with uh, being able to go to a, a get a regional championship last year and then a state championship this year. The points add up to where if Snyder won last night, they were going to move up to 6A. So. Uh, the expectation is they move up for a two-year cycle. You don't really know how it works with uh, with now Bishop Dwanger was able to move down after just one year. So, but at least for next season, Snyder will be up in Class Six A. Well, let's go ahead and move to One A, where we got Adams Central, and you know I, I know it, it's hard not to hang your head and, and you get all the moral platitudes from hey, it's great to be there and and all that. But you know I I know they got to be tired of, of wearing that red ribbon. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, you watch those guys put get those red ribbons for the third straight year, and you just saw some 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 frustration, some dejectedness in 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 them. But it's nothing to be ashamed of. You, you're you're going up against a powerful Lutheran team that uh, really on the south side of Indianapolis is one of the few 
options of a private school on that side mm-hmm. of, of Indianapolis and just has been able to build a program so quickly because of it. And that said, I mean, Adam Central was in this game. This was no uh, – where you looked at this game and said Indianapolis Lutheran just had the athletes and won. They did. But this game came down, Brandon, to a six-minute stretch in the first half where Lutheran scored three straight touchdowns and turned a 7 nothing Adam Central lead into a 21-7 deficit after that they traded touchdowns back and forth effectively and adam central scored the final two touchdowns of the game but it was that six minute sequence where it was lutheran outscoring adam central 21 to nothing that really set the tone and was the difference of the game because adam central was playing catch up after that they were able to match lutheran score for score they just couldn't get enough stops defensively to give that opportunity to tie the game or go ahead, but it comes down to those six minutes, Brandon. I mean, you're playing a team as good as Lutheran. You cannot have a sequence like that, even as short as six minutes, and be able to beat a team like the Saints. Well, to your point, Adam Central, out of the gate, they're leaving, leading 7-0. Jack Hamilton gets a one-yard touchdown. He finished 16 of 24, had a nice game, 226 yards and three touchdowns. Just wasn't enough to to get those stops, like you said, um, to, to, to stop... Um, uh, to to get the stop and and beat uh, beat Lutheran. Um, looking forward to Adam Central. So you know they've been in the finals three years in a row, runners up. What do they have looking forward? Because are they moving to two A as well? They will. It's uh, it's the the uh, perverse irony, I guess, mm-hmm. that they get to be bumped up into Class Two A with, with Lutheran, despite yep. the fact that they've lost to them three straight times in the state championship game. So Adam Central moves up to, to 2A starting next year, and uh, it'll be a different environment, of course, in 2A. Maybe you'll have Bishop Lewis. If Bishop Lewis wins today, they'll bump to 3A, so you may not have to worry about them. But um, it's a team that graduates a, a lot of stalwarts with uh, Trevor Curry and Keegan Bloom and Jack Hamilton and Zach Worm and, and, uh, and guys like that. But it has a lot of talent on the defensive side of the ball coming back. There was a lot of underclassmen that saw significant action action in that game yesterday. And you're looking at Jamison Roach that could potentially be a multi-year starter at quarterback, just a freshman that dressed yesterday and had a big kickoff return. And unfortunately for ACAC uh, foes, Adam Central just reloads at this point. So you don't expect them to go anywhere in the landscape of the area and the ACAC but it does add a challenge now getting bumped up in the north in Class 2A. Well, another great season for Adam Central. And let's go ahead and look forward to today because we've got an opportunity for another state champion coming from the 260. We got Lures first North Posey from all the way down towards Evansville, 11 o'clock today. Um, give us a little bit of preview of what we might see in this game. Well, North Posey wants to run, run, run the football. It has a trio of guys that are at or above 1,000 yards rushing. Jed Galvin leads the way, 1,276 yards on the ground, 26 touchdowns. And it's it's very much a story when you look at Bishop Lewis being able to defend the run. In week one, I watched them get absolutely demoralized at East Noble, who just lined up and pounded the ball up the middle and, and just – uh, move the ball on the ground time and time again up and down the field and it's a different Bishop Lewers team than what we saw there but it is definitely going to be a challenge today to uh, defend that run game if you can take it away or limit it and force North Posey to throw the football then uh, you're going to make Liam Stone have to make some plays he has thrown for a thousand yards so 
It's not uh, impossible, and it's maybe the biggest challenge for for, for Bishop Lewer's North Posey's spread T offense. It's similar to, to what Adam Central runs a little bit. There's be a lot of misdirection, a lot of stunting, and Bishop Lewer's just has to stay uh, disciplined and focused defensively. Follow that football. Make sure you're making the right reads. North Posey entering the game at 13 and one, averaging almost 40 points, 38.9 points per game so you know that plays in to your point there but I've also got to imagine and I don't know the the conference and the schedule that North Posey plays as well as I do Lures but I can't imagine there's a whole lot of two-way teams that play the kind of meat grinder schedule that that Lures does with some of these teams up here in northeast Indiana yeah it's definitely true I mean North North Posey is down in the pocket in the southwest side of the state it's a, it's a solid conference Heritage Hills played for a state championship yesterday against Bishop Chittard Gibson Southern is a power yep. uh, down that that way uh, and North Posey in a different divi- division the small school division of that pocket conference but you could definitely say that that uh, Bishop Lures has maybe played the, the more difficult schedule however you know Lures dodged Carroll and Snyder this year with the new format in the SAC but it's an interesting Lures team because you expected them to blow out Cherubusco in the first week of the of the playoffs, and they struggled. Eastside gave them a game. Bluffton gave them a game. And then you thought LCC last week, okay, here's where it ends for the Knights, and they played their most complete football game of the entire playoffs. So which team are you going to get for Bishop Lures today? That's going to be very important. But uh, and, you know, as much as I said the defense of Bishop Lures is going to be challenged, North Posey has to find a way to match up with the playmakers of Bishop Lures offensively because you can bet it's one of the biggest challenges for that unit all season long. Well, thankfully, you're going to be able to listen to you, – you were on the call yesterday, and we're going to be able to listen to these games on 1380. The fan, any feedback you received yesterday? So the IHSAA changed their model. Normally, these games are broadcast where you can watch them on TV. Now they're doing a, a pay-to-stream model. Any feedback that you got from the fans on, did they like it? Were they upset? Of course, social media had a lot of people who were a little bit disappointed, but any kind of early feedback maybe from the IHSAA on the successfulness of of going to the streaming model? No, I didn't hear anything yesterday. I know in talking to um, uh, Paul Neidig, the the commissioner of the IHSAA, when that was first announced, and – him saying they basically it was a necessity with Bally Sports going away and the mm. issues they've had with them. And I know that there were some people yesterday that had problems with the stream, and, and that's kind of a, a bad look because you're paying money to watch it, and if it doesn't work, then it defeats the purpose. So, unfortunately, that's kind of just where we're at with the stream, and unfortunately it's not 100% reliable either as opposed to watching on television. But it just seems like that's kind of the direction that, and broadcast this thing across the state of Indiana. So, Maybe uh, once Bally Sports, kind of that, that whole thing settles, whether they sell or, or whatever, and, and maybe you have some, some stability with that network, that maybe they bring it back. But right now, at least through this year, uh, and the basketball included as well, it'll be a, a stream only. So if you wanted to get the best view in the house with no unreliability, you should head down today to see Bishop Moors play at 11 o'clock against North Posey. And listen to 1380 on your way down there. So if you uh, get in your car right now and speed, you might be able to make it by uh, yeah by the end of the first Oh, quarter. yeah, you can make it. Just be careful. <laughs> well, Justin, thank you so much for joining us today and joining us throughout the season. And we look forward to uh, listening to you this week on, uh, uh, on, the, on the morning show, Caleb and Kenny, every morning here on 1380 The Fan. Thank you, Justin. All right, buddy. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Hey, my pleasure.
That was Justin Kinney. And as you as you know, you can listen to him every morning on Caleb and Kinney. He's also on Outside the Huddle. And I think the foremost authority on Northeast Indiana football. Well, we're going to go ahead and step out and we're going to take a break. You're listening to Talking Sports, powered by Automotive Color and Supply on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. If you looked at your auto or homeowner's insurance rate lately, think it's about time to get a competitive quote? Call the Wise Insurance Agency today at 260-747-5373. Located at 7410 Bluffton Road, Wise Insurance is a local company that's been in business for 25 years. Being an independent agent working with over 15 A-plus rated carriers allows Coach Ron Wise to assess your needs and determine the best option for you to give you maximum coverage with the most affordable premiums. The Wise Insurance Agency also offers motorcycle, RV, and watercraft insurance, as well as renter's insurance, flood, and umbrella policies. Multi-policy discounts are also available, and make sure to ask Ron about the good student discount up to 20%. Let Coach Wise show you the fundamentals of getting the right insurance. Don't put it off. Contact Coach Ron and the Wise Insurance Agency team today at 260-747-5373 or find them online at thewiseinsuranceagency.com. For Purdue basketball, they're the all-time leader in Big Ten titles. Oh, mama, he's cooking today. And they play right here all year long. Get the you don't want to miss a single game of Boiler Bowl this season. He dunks with two hands. What a weekend to be a Boilermaker. The Purdue Boilermakers play here. 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. Hey Siri, take me to Cup A Joe Cafe. Which Cup A Joe Cafe? The one on Main Street. Here it is on the map. Starting route to Main Street. Today, this is how many people get to where they want to go. While driving, they may ask Siri or the manufacturer's app in their dash. While at home, they may ask their smart speaker or favorite app like Snapchat or Nextdoor. This is reality. Voice to navigate, voice to find business hours, voice to call. Don't miss out on the opportunity to always be there for them. You can control what apps, voice assistants, maps, and community platforms know about your business. If your info isn't accurate in these places, it's simple. You won't be found. Can you afford to make this mistake? Let FDS Local help. FDS Local offers the service that manages all of these in one place easily so you don't miss a beat. Or a customer. To receive a free report on how easily your business is found, text LOCAL to 46862. That's LOCAL to 46862 to request your free report today. Right now on My Deals Fort Wayne, enjoy one hour of axe throwing for two for only $45. Dead Eye Dick's Axe Throwing is a full-size indoor axe throwing arena. The approximately 4,000 square foot bullseye bar where they also carry wine slushes as well as a huge selection of your favorite craft, IPA, cider, and domestic beers. Get your deal today on MyDealsFortWayne.com and come throw with the experts. The holidays are going to be here before you know it. And Greg and the team at Honest Abe Roofing have an early holiday gift for you. Sign up for a new Honest Abe Roof now in 2023. Have it installed in 2024 and make no payments until 2025 for qualified buyers. Face it, prices continue to climb with everything from interest rates to material costs. Speak the price hikes and lock in current rates and pricing now. Call 286-ROOF and schedule your appointment. Honest Abe Roofing, Northeast Indiana's premier roofer. Call now, 286-ROOF. 
Attention homeowners. Are you tired of paying too much on your energy bills? Over 90% of homes probably need more insulation. It's time you discover Koala Insulation, a premier insulation contractor serving over 200 cities. Koala's team can give you a free insulation evaluation, and there's no obligation. And then start saving money for years to come. It's one of the best home improvement return on investments you can make. So be sure to go online and book your appointment for a free insulation evaluation. Over the past few years, the COVID-19 pandemic has affected how we live our daily lives. Today, we also face a mental health pandemic that threatens our well-being as we attempt to rebuild our social networks and communities. The pandemic has reminded us to value family, community, and our human connections. However, it has also left many of us feeling more isolated, confused, and alone, struggling to find meaning amid loss and uncertainty. Today, one in five Americans experience emotional and mental health challenges. But many of us do not understand what we are facing or know how to ask for help. At the American Psychiatric Association Foundation, we understand what you are going through, and we are here to help. Our vision is to build a mentally healthy nation for all. We work every day to eliminate stigma, combat mental illness and substance use disorders, and advance mental health. If you or someone you love needs help, you are not alone. Please visit MentallyHealthyNation.org to learn more. Now back to Talkin' Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Mm, might let it play. Welcome back to Talkin' Sports, powered by Automotive Color and Supply. I am not Jim Shovlin. I am co-host and producer Brandon Podgorski. And good morning to Jim as he's down on vacation visiting family for the Thanksgiving holiday down in Florida. And he has impeccable taste in music. I really enjoy playing the 70s, playing the hits that we all know and love. But now that I'm in the pilot seat, we're probably going to get a little bit of a little bit of 90s, maybe a little bit of Pearl Jam, maybe a little bit of Foo Fighters. So excited to do that. Uh, if you want to reach out to the show, feel free to hit me up on X, I guess what was formerly Twitter, uh, at Professor underscore pod, at Professor underscore P-O-D, and happy to interact with you there. Coming up at 3.30, we're going to have Mike McCaffrey, the athletic director of the University of St. Francis. And then in the last segment of the show at 9.45, we'll have the voice of the Fort Wayne Comets, Shane Alberetti, joining us for our weekly comments chat, and we look forward to that. This past Sunday, I had the good fortune of taking my son to his first Comets game. My son is four and a half, and he's really into sports. He's, last Saturday, we got to take him to the uh, Notre Dame Notre Dame Wake Forest game, which is his first football game, and then Sunday to the Comets. And uh, it, it was a fantastic time, good family environment, good family event sitting only about eight rows from the ice and he just wanted to be on the ice so bad so we may have a future hockey player in the pod household even though mom and dad don't know how to skate so i guess skating lessons are going to be the first thing we're going to have to get for him but looking at sports today and it is going to be a great buffet of sports just a great day so college football is going to take center stage today 12 o'clock the game number two ohio state at number three michigan going to be in the big house in ann arbor and you got to think the winner of this game should probably go to the college football playoff now 
That's assuming there's not a stumble in the Big Ten championship game against Iowa. Uh, but you would think both of these teams should be able to advance past Iowa and go to the college football playoff. It'll be interesting to see what happens with Jim Harbaugh not being at the head right now, still going through his situation with the suspension due to the sign stealing, and, and we won't necessarily get into that. But the winter is a great time in Indiana because, you know, here in Fort Wayne, and, and I've been here seven years, you know, some of the things you might hear is, you know, well, there, there's just not a lot to do in the winter. Well, let me push back against that because there is some outstanding college basketball here in Northeast Indiana. I know sometimes we can really get caught up in the, in the majors. And, and obviously, Purdue has a great team. I got to watch them in the Maui Invitational or, or Maui Classic, whatever the uh, verbiage is on that now. And, and I don't know how they're going to get beat this year. You know, if Edie stays healthy, they've got shooters. Uh, I, I think they're, they should be the number one team in the country when the new rankings come out. Them and Arizona are going to be really, really tough for the rest of the year. Yeah, obviously, you know, Indiana, we'll see how they do uh, this year. I think they're going to take their lumps, but I would imagine with as much talent they have, they'll, they'll be in the mix. You know, Notre Dame, some excitement there with a the new coach, with Coach Shrewsbury. But if we're just thinking about Northeast Indiana, we've got Purdue-Fort Wayne, Indiana Tech, of course, St. Francis, and we're going to talk with Mike McCaffrey here in just a little bit. Even just outside the Allen County area, and I'm going to talk about my Trine Thunder, and I call them my Trine Thunder because I'm a professor there of sport management at Trine. So I'm going to talk about them a little bit. And, you know, we've got Huntington and, and, and Manchester, Goshen, Taylor, Iowa. There is so much good college basketball. And I want to start with Purdue-Fort Wayne. So if you've been listening to the station, we've got Purdue-Fort Wayne. we got Mastodon's men's basketball here on the air. And they've started out hot. They are 5-1 and one overall. Uh, wins over DePaul up in Chicago. You know, I know DePaul has kind of taken their lumps over the years, but that's still a good first win going on the road to Chicago. Wins over Andrews. Texas A&M Commerce, who's, who showed some fight early in the year. And now they're out on their West Coast trip and, and just got back. They go out to Arizona to Phoenix. They knock off Northern Arizona, knock off South Dakota a night later. They stay out in the West Coast. And then uh, lose to San Francisco. I think that was a game that was a little bit more closer than what the score indicated. But I think this Purdue-Fort Wayne team is going to be really, really tough and an exciting team to watch. And then, you know, on the women's side, last night they played number five, Iowa. And, of course, you know, you would expect Iowa to, to come away with the victory. And they did. They, they won big, 98-59. But what a cool opportunity for the Purdue-Fort Wayne, for the women Mastodons, to go down to Florida, participate in a tournament. You can watch the game on Flow Hoops. I think they've got Delaware today at 1.30. But to have that opportunity to, to, to play a player in Caitlin Clark, who I think is going to be, you know, when it's all said and done, one of the better players in the history of women's college basketball. Caitlin Clark scoring 29 last night against the Mastodons. Just a, a cool event for them. You know, as we go around kind of the region here, of course, I've got to give a shout out to my Trine Thunder men's basketball starting off 4-0. And, and I want to tell you something, just kind of been watching this team from, from a distance a little bit. I haven't had a chance to go out and watch, but I know a lot of these guys who are playing, and, and certainly I keep up with them. Brooks Miller up in Trine University has a special team. Angola, it's a short drive from Fort Wayne. 
Uh, I think today they're playing against Ohio Wesleyan. Ohio Wesleyan, typically pretty strong D3 team. I believe that's going to be free uh, admittance tonight up in Angola. I think I saw that right on X. So uh, get up to Angola, 2 o'clock today. The men are go facing Ohio Wesleyan. They start off 4-0. and uh, They keep winning. They're going to find themselves in the top 25. And speaking of a team that's in the top 25, year in, year out, the women's basketball team at Trine. A amazing program there with what Coach Rang does. Um, they're 2-1 and one right now. Their only loss being to Wittenberg. They are in action today at number 10, Ohio Northern at 2 p.m. And just as somebody who's worked in college athletics and been now a faculty member for quite a long time, but I've been in college athletics since 2007 and coached college basketball for a number of years and was an AD for a couple years at an NAIA school. So I look forward to talking to Mike a little bit about that. I think basketball and, and, and by proxy hockey as well, but basketball is one of the toughest sports for a college student athlete to play to play because you don't really get much of a break. Your practice starts around fall break. You play through Thanksgiving break. You play through Christmas break. If you continue to win, you're playing through spring break. Season starts right around midterm. You got to go through finals and you're going through the first term of the, of the spring. So you don't get much of a break, especially for freshmen. That transition is a little bit difficult. So I always have kind of a soft spot in my heart for college basketball players and just the grind that they have to go through with staying on campus basically all year. You know, you might get to go home a little bit, especially at maybe your D3s and your NAIAs, uh, but those Division One athletes basically staying on campus all year. Now, I don't think we're, we're necessarily shedding a lot of tears because, you know, hey, they're getting their college paid for. A lot of them are getting NIL money, and with that comes a lot of responsibility. Um, but I do think they're kind of a, a special population on campus. Back, we're going to talk with the athletic director of the University of St. Francis. You're listening to Talking Sports, powered by Automotive Color and Supply on 1380 to fan 100.9 FM. Call me butter, because I'm on a roll. Frank Grody here from Grody Mitsubishi. And if your old ride's crummy, this month only, you can save a lot of dough on a car you love. Bring it to me. And you can get up to $5,000 more than Kelly Blue Book value, based on the price of the new Mitsubishi you pick. But Fred, what if my credit's a little stale? Don't worry, darling. My For the People credit approval process goes against the grain. And my solution specialists always work their hardest. So toss your old ride like yesterday's bread. And you can get up to $5,000 more than Kelly Blue Book value based on the price of the new Mitsubishi you pick. But hurry, because this deal won't stay fresh long. It absolutely won't last past the end of the month. I'm Fred Grody, and I am a dealer for the people. Roll on down to Grody Mitsubishi between Lake and State on Coliseum or see all my rides at GrodyNation.com. That's GrodyNation.com. Credit requires bank approval. Vehicle purchase price determines actual trade allowance. Kelly Blue Book is a registered trademark of Kelly Blue Book Company, Incorporated, which is not affiliated with Grody Mitsubishi. Offer absolutely expires on November 30th, 2023. Listen to Purdue Fort Wayne Mastodon's men's basketball right here. It's showtime, baby! All season long as they try to rumble to the top of the Horizon League. Conchart grabs it home! Mastodon's basketball. His three-pointer on the way! It's the Mastodons versus Wittenberg from the Gate Center. Saturday, 7 p.m., pregame 645. Mastodons basketball, exclusively on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. 
Not completing high school is more of a social thing than it was an academic thing. I came out in the 11th grade. Nobody was embracing you. The kids were cruel. It was very difficult to be gay. Even though all these years have passed, I still had that longing to have my diploma. The hard part was determining that I was gonna do it, but I definitely didn't do it alone. At age 30, with the help of her mentor, Carissa finished her high school diploma. I have a mentor, Maria. She convinced me to continue my education and to finish what I started to get my diploma. She just never judges. She's a true role model. If you're even considering getting your high school diploma, Go get it. You can do it. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Over the years, you've brought them into your home. You were prescribed opioids after the C-section. When dad injured his back. When your basketball star tore his ACL. Opioids helped with the pain, and you held on to them, just in case. But did you know holding on to unused opioids puts your family at risk? Opioids are powerful pain-reducing prescription medicines, but most people who are prescribed opioids don't finish their prescriptions. So millions of unused opioids are sitting in homes across the country, and tragically, more than 100 Americans die every day from overdoses involving opioids. What can you do to protect your family? Remove the risk of unused opioids from your home. Pills, patches, or syrups in drawers, purses, and cabinets. Anywhere they might be hiding. To find out how to dispose of them properly, visit www.fda.gov slash drug disposal. Did you know that generic drugs are just as safe and effective as brand name drugs? Generics might look different, but they work the same way. And they can even save you money. Don't believe me? Ask your doctor or pharmacist. Or visit FDA.gov slash generic drugs. Now back to Talkin' Sports with Jim Shovelin on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. Welcome back to Talkin' Sports, powered by Automotive Color and Supply. And just got done talking about college basketball and talked a little bit of NAI basketball before the break. And I can't think of a better person to keep that conversation going than the athletic director at the University of St. Francis, Mr. Mike McCaffrey. Mike, good morning. Good morning, buddy. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing great this morning and I'm excited to talk with you. And listen, I want to apologize. Yesterday, we, or I'm sorry, last week, we did not get to this, but we have got to talk about your women's cross-country team because we've got an All-American and a, a top 25 nationalist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't want to throw it in, Jimmy, two weeks in a row. We forgot about it. So Alex Zabatino, I had to throw it in two weeks ago right at the end to make sure that she got the mention. And then, you know, we got talking with Blake last week and kind of got away from it. So I didn't feel right to interject and extend my time anymore. Well, you got all the time in the world. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, we, uh, you know, Alex Zabatino, our senior cross-country runner for Bishop Dwanger, uh, Fourth consecutive year, she's been an All-American out at the NAIA National. I think that makes her uh, 11th All-American overall between cross-country, indoor and outdoor track and field. So uh, finishing her career on a high note, uh, she finished uh, 24th. Uh, so automatic All-American. And then we had a freshman, uh, Victoria Clymon, who, who went out with her, who qualified by finishing 14th in the crossroads. Uh, cross-country championships, uh, went out to Vancouver and finished 74th. 
uh, seventh highest freshman uh, to finish in the field. So uh, as Alex gets ready to, uh, you know, depart and uh, enter the next phase in her life, good to see we've got Victoria, uh, Tori, that uh, we call her, coming in now and being able to, to carry that banner forward for, uh, for the future of the program. It's, uh, it's a program that's been making a lot of noise uh, the last few years and been doing a great job. And obviously running a really tough conference when uh, five of your conference schools teams qualify for the national championships. Uh, you know you're running against some good competition all year. So uh, it was great to see Alex go finish strong. And now she's got a, an indoor track and an outdoor track season to, to finish up her career here. And uh, she will certainly go down as easily the the most successful, most decorated uh, track and field or cross-country uh, participant that we've ever had. Well, the Crossroads League being one of probably the most premier, at least in my opinion, probably one of the premier NAI conferences in the country. And talking about Alex, so what do you think is next for her as a cross-country runner? Is she just going to go on to her career, or is she going to maybe, maybe try to run professionally and, and you know see where it takes her? Yeah, I think Coach Moody and her have been talking about that. Um, Alex is a, uh, a family-oriented person. Uh, she's got a, a good job and uh, moved in with her uh, fiancé here recently. So I think uh, – I, I don't know. I don't know what her, her long-term goals are. I haven't talked to her yet. I tried to let them get through the season. But uh, I know if she is interested, Coach Moody's a great person to get her wherever she wants to go. Uh, obviously a guy who has run professionally himself um, and coached several uh, professional distance runners. So – She's got the right mentor if that's the road she wants to go, but I know right now she's focused on finishing up classes, uh, finishing up her career here at USF first. Well, I hope you're able to take probably a, a well-deserved break at this point. I know being in the ADC, it's kind of nice to, to downshift, but, you know, we get right yeah. back at it this upcoming week. So let's start off with, with men's basketball. And just, you know, before we get into that, maybe tell everybody just about the level of NAIA basketball here in the state of Indiana, because Kansas City does a fantastic job with the national yeah. tournament, but we could really just play this thing in Indy every year because <laughs> we'd make up about three-fourths of Final Four. <laughs> you're, you're not wrong. There, there's, I think there was a, the one year where there was three out of four. It was, I think, us, Wesleyan, and IU East. I mm -hmm. think we're all playing in the Final Four out in South Dakota back in maybe 2018, I think it was. Uh, yeah, we were making those jokes that, hey, we don't need to go all the way out here. We should do it in Indiana. But as you said, I mean, just the take the Crossroads League and then you throw in some of the other conferences around us, the WAC, obviously with Indiana Tech, who just made a run to the national championship. And uh, then you get into those IU schools, IU South Bend, IU East, IU Northwest. Um, there, there is a lot of competitive NAIA basketball. And it's good for us because we can – you know, even the, the nine teams in our conference give us a good strength of schedule, but we can get outside our conference here and not go too far to uh, play some competition that at the end of the year, uh, when you're maybe in that selection mode and they're looking at quality wins and, and things like that, we're, we're going to have them uh, because we can play people right around us. And, uh, yeah, there, you know, you look at the, the final four teams over the last several years and it's been littered with Crossroads League. It's been uh, Indiana Tech, it's been IU East, it's been IU South Bend, even IU Kokomo now uh, has come on strong in the last couple of years. So uh, it's nice to be able to have those games close to us so that we don't have to travel too far to get quality competition. But um, all the, the preseason stuff really just gets us ready for, for the gauntlet of the Crossroads League. We've got um, one more Crossroads League game before Christmas break, which will be on the second next weekend uh, against Huntington. Uh, again, another really, really good team. And then we'll take a break go play some games down in Florida, uh, and then come back and finish up the Crossroads League uh, 
uh, schedule in January. But, uh, yeah, I mean, and it's funny. I was watching the, some Mad Ants uh, highlights online, and you see Kyle mm-hmm. Mangus playing for the Mad Ants, who I've watched him play uh, several, several times, including a, a couple national championship games, and, and that guy can get her done. I mean, he's, he's so good, and then it's cool to see him a guy that we knew and then played against to, to have that success professionally. It's unfortunate they're not in Fort Wayne this year. That would have been really cool to watch. But, uh, yeah, the okay. competition's great, and we've got great coaches in our conference that just keep recruiting the heck out of kids to come to our conference and play ball. Well, let's start off with the men's basketball team, 7-2 and two overall, but nice week this week in the conference, starting off 2-0 and oh with wins over Taylor and Goshen. Yeah, road win at Taylor, which is always a good one to get. Uh, really played well down there. Uh, Luke uh, Almondovar is a freshman that we've got, and if, if people haven't seen him play yet, they're going to be they're going to be uh, thrilled to watch that guy play. He he can fly. I mean, he just he rises up above some defenders and just gets shots. That I, I I can't fathom. Uh, his sister's a volleyball player, Division One volleyball player. His parents were Division One athletes. And, uh, he was an Indiana All Star. That I know Chad was really excited to get into our program, and uh, already as a freshman, he's he's making his mark. I think he's averaging 18 points a game. Uh, and then you surround him with the Brandon Northern and um, another uh, transfer, Charlie Yoder, that we brought in, who's from Westfield or Westview, uh, went to Incarnate Word and then came here. And he's just a big guard who can kind of back down some of these smaller guards. You see him getting a lot of his points in the paint, which uh, maybe wasn't his game uh, until this point. But in our system and with some of the teams we play, when we can get the matchups right, him and Zane Burke both kind of get it, get in the, the block as a guard and, and they're bigger guards. So they try to get some easy buckets and they kick it out for some threes, which is really our bread and butter. When we, when we hit threes, we're pretty tough to beat. And right now we're, we're playing really, really well, playing unselfish and uh, Joe Reedy coming off the bench and getting us some really, really good minutes and battling for some reborn rebounds underneath. So it's uh, going to be fun season at hustle. We're looking forward to it. Well, like we said, your schedule is always kind of a gauntlet next game at Huntington, which will be another tough game. Saturday, December 2nd. When is the next home game for uh, men's basketball? Not till January. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a, it was a weird one the way that it kind of finished up where our, our two out of our three conference games this early part are on the road, and then uh, Chad didn't schedule any home games. They're going to go down and play some, like I said, some Florida games and uh, get a couple games in December. But we don't, we don't play at home. We've got the women are home on Wednesday. And then they're off, and they're both off until conference play picks back up again in January. So uh, enjoy December. Uh, we'll be back. Uh, we're not going anywhere, but uh, we, will, we won't be uh, hosting anything in December. There'll probably be a lot of kids' tournaments running around St. Francis uh, during the month of December instead of us. Well, I know from the administrator's chair, it's always nice, again, to kind of downshift a little bit because the fall's coming here quicker than, yep. than what we think. Looking over on the women's side, 7-2 overall, 1-1 one one in the conference. Uh, beat Taylor this week. Lost to Goshen. Chloe McKnight leading the team 13.9 points per game. Yeah, she's been playing really, really tough. And, and you know, the one word Coach Henny always uses uh, when I sit down and have lunch with them, I was like, she competes. Uh, and, and she does. Every time she's off the bench, she's competing. Uh, 5'10", 5'11", but battling for rebounds with everybody. Um, and then the two freshmen that we've got have really brought a, another toughness on defense to us. Taylor Fordyce from here uh, locally and then uh, Isabella Gizzy from down near Indianapolis. Uh, those two have really kind of shored up our, our defensive side of things. We were scoring a lot last year, but we were having a tough time kind of defending everybody that we needed to. Um, and after you lose, you know, a potential All-American like Cassidy Crawford before the season even starts, uh, kind of took some wind out of our sails, but uh, they've taken it upon themselves to 
to regroup and, and uh, play really, really well. Goshen had a, a couple athletes on the inside that were just we just couldn't stop. They were just on it all game long, and I hadn't seen them before. They must be new to Goshen. But, uh, yeah, that was a, a surprise to me because I thought we were, we were going to be able to win that game. But going down and beating Taylor down there was a good one, and now we're sitting one and one, but seven and two overall on both sides. So I know they're, they're both having confidence, and Coach Henny's trying to figure out all the matchups he can after losing Cassidy, but uh, but they're not, not throwing in the towel. They're playing tough, and, and hopefully we can have some doubleheaders here over the rest of the season now that we're playing all doubleheaders on Wednesdays and Saturdays that fans can come out and watch both. Now, if a fan buys a ticket, <laughs> do they get into both games? Yeah, yeah, we wow. did one ticket for both because because we're all doubleheaders now. We used okay. to go alternate site but yeah we did 10 bucks to, to get into either one so whenever you buy the ticket it's 10 bucks and get you into both great deal and women back in action at home wednesday this upcoming yep. wednesday versus great lakes christian mike thanks as always for joining us and uh, we'll talk to you again next week thank you so much have a great weekend my pleasure and that was mike mccaffrey the athletic director at the university of saint francis and when we come back we've got our comic in sports powered by automotive color and supply on 1380 the fan 100.9 FM. Caleb and Kenny in the morning. Mike, big question now is, is Michigan still America's team after Jim Harbaugh <laughs> settled this? Has, has, has America no. from coast to coast rallied behind the Wolverines? No. After they've been unfairly persecuted and vilified. What is all this called? Oh, wait, gaslighting, right? <laughs> That's what Michigan did to all of us the, the last month plus. It's great that we can finally move on from this. Caleb and Kenny, mornings at 7. Hear it all on the 1380 app. When it comes to making plans, you are the best. What about those round trips that you plan in advance, which are perfect on your way there and perfect on your way back? Or those meetings with friends for which you make a group chat three months before so that nobody or anything is missing? Or your daughter's first birthday party? You planned it with such dedication that instead of the first, it felt like our quince's. The same way you plan each detail for those moments. Start planning to protect you and your loved ones from a natural disaster. Sign up for local weather and emergency alerts. Prepare an emergency kit and make a family communications plan. Protecting your family is the best plan you can make. Get started at ready.gov slash plan. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. It is critical we keep AM radio in all cars and all trucks. Hey, Sean Hannity here. More than 80 million Americans depend on AM radio for news, traffic, weather, sports, and a community connection as well as news information and, yes, opinion. It is the backbone of the emergency alert system, and that keeps us safe in dangerous times because when cell and Internet services are down, well, this free emergency service might be your only lifeline. Now, text AM to the number 52886. Text AM to 52886. Tell Congress that we need AM radio in our cars. Text AM to 52886 today. 
AM radio provides always-on news, sports, talk, traffic, and weather reports. And it's also a vital service that provides important emergency information when your community needs it most. Tell Congress you need AM radio to stay in your car. Because when cell phones and the Internet are down, this free emergency service is critical. And when you don't have electricity, radio in the car is often your only lifeline. Text AM to 52886 and tell Congress we need AM radio in cars. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. If you're a veteran looking to file for your service-connected benefits through the Department of Veterans Affairs, don't go it alone. AMVET's highly trained service officers stand ready to walk you through the process at VA regional offices around the country, helping you to navigate the complex VA system free of charge. With new presumptions for Agent Orange exposure and other conditions, AMVETs can offer you the advice you need to finally receive all your earned benefits. In 2009 alone, AMVETs helped process more than 65,000 claims and appeals, securing more than $410 million in benefits. To find your nearest AMVETS service officer or to learn more, visit AMVETS.org. Over the past few years, the COVID-19 pandemic has affected how we live our daily lives. Today, one in five Americans experience emotional and mental health challenges. But many of us do not understand what we are facing or how to ask for help. At the American Psychiatric Association Foundation, we work every day to eliminate stigma, combat mental illness and substance use disorders, and advance mental health. If you or someone you love needs help, you are not alone. Please visit mentallyhealthynation.org to learn more. Now back. Back to Talkin' Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back to Talkin' Sports, powered by Automotive Color and Supply. In a crisp Saturday morning, this morning, feels like hockey weather. And if we're going to be talking about hockey, we're going to talk about the Fort Wayne Comets. Because on the phone line, we've got Shane Alberani, the voice of the Fort Wayne Comets. Shane, good morning. Good morning. Hey, happy to talk with you. I got to take my son to his first Comets game last Sunday, and I, I don't know if I've ever lived anywhere where the local fans rally behind the minor league team as fans in Fort Wayne do with the Comets. I'm not trying to be hyperbolic. I mean, these fans, they know the players. They're into the game. They understand situation. You know, before we get into the, the Comets in this season, what do you, you attribute that to? It's just longevity. I mean, and it's generational. I mean, here I am. You know, this is my 27th team, 27th year with the team, and but I've got 40 plus years of being a fan. Uh, so, you know, I think uh, just things like that, where you know, just I'm the broadcaster, but I'm not just a broadcaster. I'm a fan. I'm from Fort Wayne. This is my team. I'm a comment through and through. So, just little things like that that other organizations don't do. I mean, everyone that works for this team. Uh, in the front office and game night, they're all from Fort Wayne. They're all Comet fans. So that that um, uh, passion really shows through. You know, this is not just a stepping stone. This is this is it. You know, this is Fort Wayne, and it's a big deal to be a Comet. So, but again, it, it is generational. You know, it, it was passed down to me. I passed it on uh, to my daughters, my, my daughter, my niece, uh, the whole family. I mean, I mean, just like take uh, Thanksgiving night. I mean. I don't remember a Thanksgiving dinner where it didn't end in a hockey game. I mean, uh, for 40 plus years, and that's that's just the tradition. So I think it, it has a lot to do with with just the generations and uh, the fact that uh, you know what we're 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 not a hockey town, we're a Comet town. So uh, that that really uh, helps out as well. That's a great way to put it. And this this city gets behind the Comets, and right now they've got a lot to cheer about. If we're looking at this past week. 
3-0 and and picking up some important points early in the year. Yeah, we're starting to get it together after kind of a, a rocky start there. But, uh, uh, you know, the Comets have, uh, have gotten points, I think, in six straight games now. Uh, and uh, actually, tonight's game against Toledo is for first place. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Comets have got 17 points. Uh, Walleye's got 18. Uh, so, yeah, a uh, win uh, cleanly uh, without giving Toledo a point here tonight means the Comets are in first place. So, uh, yeah, it, it is a big game, and it's against the Comets' number one rival that we've struggled against this year, one and three against them, but uh, looking to turn that around tonight. Well, two rivalry games back-to-back. So last night, three to two winners in overtime on the field, and then tonight at home against the Walleye, 7.30. Shane, how much do the fans, maybe not fans, but how much do you think the players and coaches get caught up in standings right now? Because, you know, to your point, Toledo's been at the top of the division for most of the year, and now you've got a chance to knock them off. Now, we're a long way from April, but do you start to look at that? Does that creep in a little bit? Well, I, I think, uh, well, the great thing about, we pl- we're playing Toledo so much here uh, to start the season, and what was great about it is that, you know, the players coming into here, with the exception of a couple, you know, didn't know what the rivalry was like. And after two games, they get it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wow, we really hate those guys. Uh, so I think that actually helps us out a little bit. And and we were pretty much after dropping the first few games against them there early on the season. It's like, hey, you know, it's October, November. We'll trade two or three losses in October, November for two or three wins in, in March and April. I mean, we'll you know we're probably going to see these guys in the playoffs, and that's when it matters. Uh, so you know, after the ten you know ten games, you're still feeling out your team. You're feeling out the rest of the division and the league. Uh, so the comments now have really kind of hit their stride, you know, 13 games in they're eight, four, Oh, and one. And that's, man, that's, that's a great record after 13 games. And I think Toledo is playing a little bit over their heads to start the season. So, and they've come down to earth. They've lost two in a row. Uh, so it, it's prime picking here uh, tonight. Well, water always seems to kind of find its level. And, you know, last year the comments were fighting for a playoff spot. You know, this year it looks like they're going to be in the fight. What have been some of the differences kind of early in the season with this team that you've seen this year as opposed to last year? It's a much better structured team. Uh, you know, the Comets struggled uh, in training camp uh, trying to get the right parts and pieces, and this guy, this team was pretty loaded up uh, going into opening night. So and the Comets have got tremendous help from their affiliate in Edmonton and Bakersfield. So that, that has been a huge difference. And even though it's a, it's a young team, it's a, a lot of rookies on there, but they're very high-end rookies. They're very, they're very talented. And they've adapted very, very quickly. So, uh, yeah, it, it's going to be really exciting to watch this team develop. And you can, you're can you starting to see it now. You're starting to see uh, everything kind of coming together. They're starting to do just little things right. And uh, you can see the, the depth and the talent on this team. Well, talk to us a little bit more about that. Who have been some of those players, even some of those young guys that have caught your eye that you think you know are going to make a big impact on the comments and, and possibly have the opportunity to, to play up a level or, or maybe even two? here in the next few years? Well, well Ter Linden uh, is an affiliated guy uh, with Bakersfield, and he's leading the team in points, and he's a rookie, and uh, he has uh, really kind of adapted to the centerman position. He's he's lights out in the faceoffs, and, uh, again, he's leading the team in points. Uh, Jack Gorniak is a guy who I think kind of fell through the cracks. He played in Wisconsin the last four years, which they, they were not good, uh, so I think people kind of forgot about him. He didn't put up big numbers there, but uh, he is a, a flat-out, I mean, a great skater, and I think he is going to be so important down the road on the penalty kill and forechecking and backchecking. Uh, he's a, just a third-line checker right now, but I think once he finds 
his scoring touch, I think he's going to be real dangerous. Yeah, and it looks like, you know, the Comets have a couple goalies that have been pretty serviceable for him. You're thinking about um, um, Parks and uh, Brochu. I want to make sure I didn't butcher his name there. You know, talk a little I, bit about the defense and, and how those guys have been doing 10 in the net. Yeah, uh, you know, Brett Brochu was a guy, it was kind of shocking that when he signed with Fort Wayne, how he did not get a deal at a higher level. Um, he, he, he had unbelievable numbers in the OHL. He was goaltender of the year. I think he was runner-up the next year. He won a gold medal with, uh, uh, with Team Canada in the World Juniors. Uh, so it was really kind of shocking when we actually signed him. But uh, it was kind of late in the process. The Comets were going to get Tyler Parks down from Edmonton. So you knew you had that. And they signed uh, Francois Broussard, who two years ago was the goaltender of the year in the UCHL. Uh, he signed very early on uh, in the se- in the uh, signing season. So you already had good goaltending. Then Brochu kind of fell in your lap. And he was having a hard time uh, getting get in the lineup because he did not. His first start was last Sunday. Uh, so he had gone, you know, six weeks without playing any hockey uh, and then uh, an uh, injury happens uh, to Francois Broussard, and, and here we go. Rochu gets in there, and he's, he's won two straight starts, and he came in relief Friday night. He was, you know, cold, uh, came in relief in the third period. As Tyler Parks wasn't feeling well, came in, gave up one goal, went to an overtime, and then went to a shootout. And that, that, that shootout win at the Coliseum was the first time the Comets had won a shootout at home since December 1st, 2017. Wow. So here's a 21-year-old kid who just came in, just, just cold as can be, and and just uh, uh, stoned three straight shooters, and and to get a win and to break that 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 0 and 8 streak. So, uh, quite impressive. So it's going to be real interesting. I'm going to see how this works out of the three goaltenders. But the good thing is with the comments that you know normally most teams can't carry three goaltenders because it is a salary cap issue. Okay. But with the comments having all of these affiliated guys and not their whole contract obviously doesn't go against the cap since they are AHL contracts. Comments are able to hold on to three goalies. Well, third game, three nights tonight, 7.30 against the Walleye. We'll be listening in. Shane, thank you so much for joining us and look forward to talking to you next week. Thanks a lot. That is the voice of the Comets, Shane Alberani, and we want to thank him for joining us. We want to thank, of course, Justin Kinney, the know-it-all of all things Northeast Indiana football, the expert. Of course, want to thank the AD of the University of St. Francis, Mike McCaffrey. And I want to thank you, the listener. Thank you for joining in. This was a thrill to be able to to host the show. Thank you, Jim. I know you're listening this morning. Uh, It was just a a ton of fun to host today. This hour flew by, and I hope we gave you the best in Northeast Indiana sports. So we will return next Saturday at 9 o'clock. Jim will be back in his regular seat. Make sure you listen to Caleb and Kenny in the morning, the sports rush in the afternoon. And coming up next... Fighting Irish Preview. Have a great weekend. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 95% cheaper? And you can get it online? Just go to hymns.com slash joy. Through hymns, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the name brands at up to 95% off. That's right. Get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but for 95% less. 
It's the same medication, still prescribed by a licensed medical provider, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face conversations. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, hymns.com slash joy. That's hymns.com slash joy for your free online visit, himscom slash J-O-Y. Hey, Hoosiers, have you heard about College Choice 529? Indiana's College Choice 529 savings plans are the easy and affordable tax-advantaged way to save for future education costs. And we're not just talking college. 529 plans can be used for tech and trade schools, registered apprenticeships, and more, all for as little as $10 a month. Get started and help your child reach their potential at collegechoicedirect.com slash plans. Read the description. Podcasts by Federated Media.